0: Welcome to Men in this Town, the podcast. I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, and for over a decade, I've been photographing men's street style in various towns around the world, looking for those whose dress sense speak volumes about who they are. In this podcast, I take a closer look at those men by bringing them into the studio for a portrait and having a chat about the particular approach to the many facets of life. In this episode, I welcome Matthew Backer to the studio, a Sydney-based journalist-turned-actor whose recent credits include Young Frankenstein and probably the most fun gig you can get, host of the Australian children's program, *Play School*. We chat about his journey in the industry, how finding his tribe helped him discover who he is, and his love for 90s teen drama, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Head over to meninthistown.com to view selects from our portrait session. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. Um, We'll start off with the interview with um, kind of introducing yourself. What, who, your name, age, what you do for a living.
1: I'm Matthew Backer. I'm 35 for two more days. My birthday's (laughs) on Friday and uh, I'm an actor, um, play school host and ex-journalist and um, that's, yeah, me in a sentence.
0: Where did you grow up? I grew up in
1: Brisbane. Okay. Uh, Yep, born and bred and my whole family's still there. My mom and dad are from a tiny country town called Mariborough and we grew up in Brisbane. And then I moved to Sydney in 2008 to go to NIDA and I've been here ever since.
0: Amazing. What was it like growing up in Queensland for you?
1: Well, It it was great. I'm glad my parents stayed in Brisbane because my dad moved there with my mum when he was playing football. He played from here? From um, Mariborough, near Harvey Bay, Fraser Island. Okay. So it was a small town. My parents were born there, their parents were born there, their parents were born there, I think. But Mm -hmm. they moved to Brisbane because dad was a football player. So he played for Queensland and Easts and they just stayed. So we were the city cousins, Mm -hmm. which was great. I'm kind of happy my parents stayed (laughs) because, you know, it's different to growing up country. But. I sort of grew up in the country as well, because that was where we would holiday with cousins. So I got the best of both worlds. And then I moved to Sydney and was like, oh, no, no, this is where I'm meant to be. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think it is nice to have that balance growing up, because otherwise you kind of, you want to do the extreme when you're older. either go to the country and kind of escape the city, or you kind of want to go to the city and just stay there.
1: I always, I think when I was a teenager in Brisbane, I sort of knew I'd maybe head to Sydney or somewhere else. Like I, I thought I wanted to be an actor, but yeah, I, I kind of felt like I wanted to spread my wings in a bigger city, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, I love it.
0: Were there some of the things you did back there that kind of maybe influenced what you were going to do when you got older? Um,
1: going high school was a a big influence. I, yeah, I went to an all boys Catholic school in Brisbane in the Mm. nineties. Enough said. (laughs) Um, But it was through that school that I found performing. Uh, It was a really sports-heavy school so I didn't fit in at all. I was Mm. tiny and I loved drama and music and stuff. But we had—they built one of the biggest performing arts complex... ...for a school in the Southern Hemisphere when I was in grade 8. So I lived in that complex. I played trumpet in two bands and the choir... ...and I did the school musicals and the Mm. plays. And that was where I went, oh, this is actually a world that I can get lost in... And then I graduated high school but didn't feel ready to try acting. I still felt really small and insecure and five years of bullying. And I did that for a while. And then it was like, no, no, I I want to be an actor. And that's what made me sort of leave journalism and jump in.
0: What was your first play that you acted in?
1: Oliver, the musical. And I was grade nine. And I'd (laughs) never like acted before. I was doing drama in grade eight. And my music teacher said, oh, you should audition for the school musical. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And I got it. And I can remember walking on stage for the first performance knowing there were people out there. And I was just beaming mm. side stage. And I can remember crossing the threshold from side stage onto stage and immediately dropping into an orphan. Because we were all orphans <laughs> meant to be like, please, sir, I want some more. But I was so excited. And then I re- something in me was like, no, you got to be an orphan. Be serious. Be, be sad.
0: Oh, <laughs> and I, I like, think that's a nice sign of a true actor. Yeah. And it? I look back now and I'm like, oh, that
1: was my little active brain being yeah. like, no, no, you got to be sad now.
0: <laughs> I, I was also a drama nerd and yeah. kind of did all the plays. I acted in a lot and then I ended up going more in the directing side in high school. Um, yeah. but the anxiety that I got before going on stage was just unreal and I, I couldn't do it. I like yeah. it as much as I love theater and I still love theater so much. It was the acting part that I it wasn't natural for me. It was more kind of the behind the scenes. Well,
1: part. I have friends that that has caught up with them mm. later in life. Like right. we, I, I've been performing now for over a, de- a decade plus drama school and blah, blah, blah. But even people who have been in it for a decade will get, random bouts of extreme anxiety. And they're like, I've been doing this for a decade. Why now am I um, so anxious? But it's really, it's an interesting thing. Sometimes I feel like I utilize it. Mm, That excitement still exists in me side stage. And it's just like, here we go. You turn no. it into a tool to kind yeah. of make it kind of amp up for And it. then you know if you're not excited or anxious that you don't really care about what you're yeah, in, which exactly. is troubling as well.
0: You want to kind of have yeah. those butterflies, I think. So. Yeah. so what then eventually led you to kind of come to Sydney? Uh,
1: well, I, I was a journalist. I studied journalism at UQ, and then I finished that and did my third year cadetship on a country newspaper, which was in the town my parents were from. And it was great. It was, you know, nine to five job telling Mm. people's stories. Why
0: journalism do you think you went?
1: Uh, Because I loved English. I loved writing and reading. And I think there's something in me that I don't gravitate towards jobs or gigs that are the same every day. I think it's anything with the creative. Mm. You you like every day to be different and news never happens twice. And so there was that aspect of it that every day you were telling someone else's story or there was a new crime to report or, yeah, something – It was always exciting, but I finished the cadetship and I just didn't love, love it. And so I quit, went back to Brisbane, did, you know, every amateur play I could do and promo work to, you know, pay for things and then auditioned for NIDA and got in. And that's what made me come to Sydney. I think I probably would have moved to Sydney even without NIDA. But yeah, yeah, NIDA was what made me take the jump and I'm so glad I did.
0: It's um, one of those things that it's kind of the sliding doors moment of kind of mm. what direction you possibly can go in yeah. into. and it's sometimes you'll just have to follow your intuition and kind of what yeah really <laughs> and going. I think
1: if I didn't get into NIDA like I probably would have come here and tried and it would have been hard because NIDA is a great door to the industry but I've always said if I had to go back to journalism I wouldn't be upset because I actually really found it really interesting and it has actually informed so much of what I do now because I mean acting is telling people's stories as well and it's just in, in a different medium yeah.
0: yeah so what were kind of the first jobs you kind of got out of school
1: my first job was Jersey Boys the oh, musical amazing, which yeah. was three months out of NIDA I auditioned and uh, you know Frankie Valley is such a certain type I was the right height I could sing it and looks wise and so I just sort of lucked my way in having never sung like that before in my life yeah and it's
0: a very distinctive type of pitch oh yeah I had to get singing
1: because I mean how much singing do you do in an acting degree not a lot no right yeah we did because we had a sort of musical year but not enough to be doing Jersey voice so I sort of did um, you
0: know you could sing uh yeah yeah I knew I
1: could sing we did a musical at NIDA and I'd, I'd done amateur musicals in Brisbane but mm. yeah I, I lucked my way in and just chat myself for a few months mm. trying to get into it because it was like climbing Mount Everest every night it was like 31 songs and oh my God. left stage for about 11 minutes all night but I finished that year going if I can do that I can do anything yeah. it was such a great it was like an extra year of training almost that's how I sort of looked at it
0: what year was that?
1: That was two thousand and
0: eleven. I feel like I would have seen that, and then I would have seen you. Yeah, there. maybe. <laughs> <That> yeah. <amazing. laughs> Did um, theater or kind of TV movies? What was kind of the direction you thought you were going to kind of go in with after finishing school? Oh, look, I just
1: wanted to work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, th- is there no difference really? I
1: mean, yeah, there is a difference in terms of the mediums, but I think when I finished NIDA, my goal was like I just want to work and mm-hmm. live off acting, and that's success for me. And then. I went into Jersey Boys and then after Jersey Boys, I had like a beautiful four to five years of back-to-back theatre work with SDC and Belver and Bell and Griffin. And I just did a mammoth amount of wonderful theatre, which I love because I'm a theatre animal. But then, yeah, you sort of get to a point where you want to, you know, work your muscles another way. But I think I'll always be a theatre person, definitely
0: it's uh, there is something different to it. I, and there is also maybe another skill as well that you probably learn on set of a, mm. of a TV show and movie that it's a different way of acting. Is oh it not? Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Well theater, I mean, it's a relationship with the people in the mm. audience and that's, you're constantly navigating and you get another night to try something. If you stuff up something that night, you try it again. Whereas film and TV is a different sort of focus because you really only have that time to shoot that scene and yeah. you've got to hook in quicker and it is a lot more subdued. You yeah. just pull it back and it's it's much more casual in a way. Theater is about performance and filling a space. So that navigation between the two is really exciting, which is why after you do a theater show you're sort of craving for film and TV, and then mm-hmm. after film and TV you're like, "No, I miss I miss a theater. Yeah. I miss an audience." <laughs> I can yeah. I can imagine <laughs> yeah.
0: that. What's the the industry here like? Do you find it that it's enough to kind of sustain your
1: I mean I've been really lucky it's been great to me I've worked in many things and I've you know I I earn my living from acting which is wonderful and having side jobs but you know Australia it's hard there's not as much as there is overseas and it is sort of a smaller um uh, pool to be swimming in but um yeah, I've been one of the lucky ones. Sort of work breeds work, I think, in any profession. So if you can just keep trucking and getting those gigs, something comes of it. And I think now a decade in I'm at a point where it's it's really nice. I can sort of um, trust that the work I've done will help me yeah. along the lines. But you still have to keep yeah trucking.
0: You said you were in New York for a while. Did you work there when you were?
1: I, um, I think it was 2013 or 2014. I got two wonderful grants from... Um, performing arts um, groups and went and studied improv in mm. New York with at UCB and then Second City in LA. Oh, no so way. it was two months yeah. in New York and two weeks in LA and yeah, it was bloody brilliant. It yeah. was so good.
0: <laughs> Does that kind of blow your mind to kind of see what it was like when, you know, those are the cliche places of theatre? Oh movies, yeah. So it's As like such a...
1: Little drama kid, like, theatre person. I just, I was seeing a musical, like, every night. Yeah. I was living in Midtown, having dinner at home and then jumping on the subway and just going to see Daniel Radcliffe and Alan Rickman. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so good. And I learned a lot as well. I, I think at the time I was doing so much scripted theatre that to go and do improv, just, like, chuck away the script, was, like, really rewarding. And mm-hmm. it came back with a renewed passion for, you know, making more interesting choices in yeah, the room. Yeah.
0: yeah What was one of your favorite shows you saw when you were in New York? Oh, I saw um,
1: uh, uh Wolf Hall, the double um, back part one and part two in the same day yeah, yeah, right It <laughs> was incredible. Uh. I mean you sat there just like going, how often do you get to spend a whole day in the theater with the same characters like aside from Angels in America or something or Harp in the South yeah. more recently at SDC. That's that's that was sitting there going. That's what I want to do. That's, that's where I want to experience. be. Experience.
0: I, yeah. when they did Angels in America here, um, I got tickets for both they did two d- different days. Mm. But I got sick on the second day and I just couldn't go. No. And it was it's so <laughs> devastating because I, I, loved the first part and it was just yeah. like I cannot wait to see. How does it end? One. Yeah, well, <laughs> I watched the TV show yeah, or just watch movie. Meryl. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it's they just when you have a good show and it just hits you mm. hard and you just, I mean, my love for it is that it could be never ending with theater is just, yeah. it, but to be working in it, I think there's a whole other thing. Well, gosh. <laughs> and also
1: in this last year, I mean, that's where we are so lucky here mm. to have our theaters open and did
0: it affect you much early last year?
1: Yeah. I mean, last year was a dumpster fire mm. for all of us. It yeah. was, I was rehearsing a play at the ensemble and we were four days in and then they got us together after lunch and went, Yes, sir, you can go home Mm. now. Uh, (laughs) We, you know, went home and as we all did went into like lockdowns and freaking out going, gosh, well, like when will we be back in a theatre? At that Mm. point I was thinking three or four years. Like who knows, this is our first pandemic. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, I mean, luckily I have play school as well, which we shot throughout the year a little bit so that was a bit of a – relief off my shoulders but yeah we were I was scrambling to find work and luckily I got job keeper through a bookstore I was working with yeah yeah, but we we survived
0: what is you mentioned play school what's it like being on that set I I feel like it'd be so fun to just it is yeah it's just fun when did you start working that
1: Uh, about four years ago and it it really is just fun with a capital F like I'm such a little kid there I have to calm down continually because it's we all grew up with it. Um, my parents grew up with it. We grew up with it. It's
0: such an iconic. Yeah, yeah my know.
1: nephews were the right age when I got on it. So they were growing up watching their Uncle Matt on TV. And it it's such a great cast of co-hosts. And ABC working for them is just brilliant. And I'm playing with Big Ted and Little Ted and Jemima. like <laughs> and what, It could not be more fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: amazing. So kind of going from... When did you start working again besides being at play school here in Sydney?
1: Um, in terms of last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we play school shot a little bit throughout, but then towards the end of last year, uh, little things were popping up again. And then January, I started rehearsals for Young Frankenstein at yeah, the Hayes. Yeah. Which we did, yeah, Jan Feb. And that closed, yeah, only a few weeks ago. One so of the that, first
0: big shows to kind of. Come well,
1: out. yeah, the first show to reopen The Haze. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect for it. It was just a big, slapstick, silly comedy that was so nice to have the audience back. And they obviously just needed a big old laugh. Mm-hmm. And it went down a treat. It was a hoot. It was meant to open last year in October ish. So when that got canned, we were like, <laughs> mm-hmm. come on, please. Okay. So yeah, we we're really stoked that it reopened it.
0: Did you, um, I read somewhere that you are slowly working on writing a TV show. Yeah. Was that slowly. something that, as <laughs> we all are, we have that <laughs> slow project in the background. Yeah.
1: It, um, well, cause of journalism, I've always yeah. written and I have constantly have ideas and I've got folders on my computer that are just like full of ideas. But because I've been thankfully working so much in the last decade, I sort of haven't focused on it. But then last year happened and we were all sitting around twiddling our thumbs. Mm. And I thought, well, this year is the year to pivot. Yeah. And so I yeah, I did an afters course and that sort of helped me formulate what I want to do. But it's um now it's a process of figuring out exactly what you want to write. Because yeah. when you have so many ideas, it's hard to like focus them. But I will I will write it. Cut back to me in a year. Hopefully <laughs> I can be like, yeah, that project I finished it. Um, but I'm I'm very much a wannabe baby writer like I have screenwriter pals of mine who are incredible and yeah. I'm, I'm so nowhere near that level but you know as James Cameron said just get a camera direct something you're a director
0: there go. <laughs> So it's
1: true. I'm gonna just pretend I'm a screenwriter
0: <laughs> give you whatever you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> do you keep up writing at all in the past have you kept up with kind of keeping the skill up because I know it's you have to be in the mindset to do that. Yeah, a
1: little bit. More so in terms of screenwriting, mm-hmm. I have. Not so much in terms of journalism. I did freelance for a little while when I was straight out of nighter, just because I could and I was writing for um, AussieTheatre.com and, um, you know, articles here and there. But, um, yeah, I think in terms of journalism, I mean, it's such a – you have to really focus on that type of work if you yeah. want to get work oh, yeah. as a free and. Uh, I'm into acting biz now. You're an actor. be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just read the news constantly and listen to it. That's my that's my fault. Yeah, I just can't that. get enough of political podcasts, much to my partner's annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> that's what headphones are for? Yeah, fully. <laughs>
0: all right. So, this being a style podcast, I kind of want to go a little bit into that. What is your style all about? Hmm. What are you wearing I th- today? I thought
1: about it. I'm wearing a lot of denim. Mm, um denim. Yeah.
0: The Canadian tuxedo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I've always just been very casual. I'm very yeah. much a jeans and a t-shirt kind of guy. I think, yeah, being an actor, like we dress up a lot. Mm. Oh yeah. So you get you're your fixed there. Yeah, you're yeah. constantly in shows with you know, seven costume changes, or you're having a costume fitting, or you're dressing up for play school. So when it comes to my life, it's just like as casual and comfy as I can make it. Mm. Um, Yeah. I love denim. I exist in a palette of, you know, muted tones, black, gray, (laughs) white, dark blue. Um,
0: Was was fashion ever a thing that you thought about when you were younger at all? Was it ever, or just, I know because in Australia, men's style was always just very casual and nothing. It's only kind of recently that's amped up a bit.
1: Yeah. No, not really. I think, um, I think, I think I did try to dress, especially NIDA and getting out of NIDA. I mean, what's masculine? But there was a part of me that tried to dress uh, casual mask because I I wasn't out at the time and I was in an industry where the Aussie bloke is celebrated. Mm. So you sort of do want to dress to try and, you know, passes, I could be the next Chris Hemsworth and even though I'm so not, I'm so different but um, I think that was a part of it but it's also, yeah, I just love being comfortable and chuck a pair of jeans and a tee on. In the last few years though, I have like taken an interest in like the fabulous stuff my friends are wearing or like on social media and going that's fab, I want to pull that off. How do I pull off a corseted top?
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like maybe i should just
1: try it i'm and waiting for a, waiting for a good <laughs> opening night or something to rock up the carpet in a corseted top and just Amazing. live my fab
0: well that's the thing with all social media and instagram there's so much inspiration out there that mm. it's like you want to try something new and yeah you know kind of get out of your little box sometimes yeah. is I, i've noticed with your your social media platform your presence there you use it for a lot of um good initiatives and kind of stuff that you mm-hmm. believe in to kind of promote, mm-hmm. um, human rights really. Yeah. How, do you feel that's a responsibility for you or,
1: um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a little following because of theater and TV and play school and stuff. So I do think it's, it, it is, um, appropriate mm. to use it and let them know what's important to you. Cause they're obviously following you for a reason, but a lot of mine, you know, in, uh, are in terms of, especially in terms of queer, Youth, um, and LGBT youth because I know I had a tough time in high school and I do feel a responsibility now being on play school. I want kids to grow up and inherently be themselves. I Mm. don't want them to be as trapped or um, um, boxed in as I felt when I was a teenager. And I think um, if they can grow up with role models that are inherently now being themselves, it's important. So, yeah, I do use it for... um, yeah, my the causes that I feel passionate about and I think that's a good thing. I think we um, sometimes there's this thing that we shouldn't talk about politics, religion, money and sex, all that. I just do not agree with that. That's I think, life, isn't I it? I think we, a friend group, family yeah. group should be able to chat about that stuff because it's important. It like controls us all and rules us all and we have to have opinions on it and make changes because otherwise what are we doing?
0: It was being hush hush about it in the past that's gotten to this boiling point. Yeah. So it's like I think that we have to take that opportunity to yeah. really, yeah, stand up for what is right.
1: Yeah, I mean. and yeah, I, 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 uh, I think it's I think it's good to, you know, publicly state where you stand on an issue because uh, that's I mean for me that's the type of people I want in my life and if you don't agree with it that's fine but mm. you know we. You know, we don't have to be best mates. It's 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 all good. We yeah. can have difference of opinions, but like I want to surround myself with good, beautiful, empathetic humans because mm-hmm. you, you only that. get one life. No, absolutely, yeah. you
0: have to live it well. Yeah. Speaking, of, what is your kind of average day like? Um, the average day of an actor. What could that be like? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes it's a lot of nothing. Yeah. Uh It yeah it's it's about I think finding stuff to keep you going and keep you excited about every day Um, I mean I go to the gym a lot as boring as that sounds but it's like you know we have to keep ourselves fit and looking good because that's Mm. our job Um, and yeah I I love um, getting the odd chance to ride a little bit here and there and catching up with actor mates making sure they're okay and how long they're trucking but Mm. I'm again one of the lucky ones that I have things to work towards sometimes I'm learning a play school script and you know two days before we shoot and um
0: what's the schedule for that like is it something that it's weekly or no I I wish it's Mm.
1: it's sort of they write sort of for two months and then we'll do a block and you'll oh, okay. shoot like two or three episodes over two months and then we might shoot Art Time which is a spin-off but I also have Story Salad on ABC Kids Listen if you want to tune in. Um, so, yeah, I have a, I have my hands in a few pies in terms of play school which is great because it gives me stuff to focus on and look at when I'm not working because often when you're not working it's really hard to make sure your day is and creative and um, fulfilling. Mm. Yeah, that's the main battle, I guess. But then you come off a musical which goes for two and a half months and it's really tiring and amazing and exhausting that you sort of happily sit on the couch <laughs> for a little while, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is where I'm at right Have now. Have some no time and it's <laughs> yeah. like there's
0: nothing. What was the last thing you were in?
1: Um, it was Young Frankenstein at the Hayes and I'm, yeah, doing another ABC TV show now, shooting that, so that'll be out soon called Parent Up. Parent up. Yeah. Amazing. Keep an eye out.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, so I guess what is your mindset right now? What is it like to be you right now? It's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I I like to think I'm a glass half full person, even though I could probably be, be a bit of a grumpy bum at home about minor things. Um <laughs> but in terms of life, I think I always yeah, do try to acknowledge that like I love what I do, even on days when it's hard and it's we don't have a lot of work. When it's good, it's great. And it continually reminds me that I just love being an actor mm. and I love the community. I love the friends I've made. I love how acting has helped me understand myself and the world and what it is to be human. Um, In what way? Uh, I think um, finding acting and getting into it, uh, you have to look at yourself before you can play another character continually. Mm. And I think... Um, you know, in my late 20s, approaching 30, I I wasn't necessarily open about my sexuality or what I wanted in life and so it, it, it really makes you sort of sit back and go, well, hang on, you, you can't play other characters until you know yourself mm. a bit better and it allowed me to open those doors with, you know, a lot of um acceptance and hope and optimism and I'm so glad acting's been in my life because it helped me... Um, it helped me find a community of people who just didn't care. Mm. I mean I was coming from a high school where I ripped to shreds for being, you were ripped to shreds for being gay Mm. and so you just weren't. You just told yourself I can't be that and it sort of leaves you years in the wilderness going, well, if I can't be that, I can't be myself so I'll just be closed off to Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. And then you find the acting community and the theatre community and they're just like, well, we don't give a shit yeah. like <laughs> you find your people. yeah yeah you find your people I remember first week of NIDA ringing my mum, being like I found my people mom like these are my people mm. I've been searching for them as cliche as that
0: sounds but no, um but it is it's something that when you find somebody that even one person that kind of has the same kind of mind mm. as you it's yeah. it opens up your mind and yeah. kind of just the more you meet yeah the more kind of you're kind of a little bit comfortable with what you are. It did. And that's, that's
1: where I am. I feel really comfortable in my life now. I'm 35. I, I I love what I do. I have the most loving, beautiful, supportive family who has never raised an eyebrow at any choice I've Mm. made in life. Um, I'm, you know, in love with a beautiful partner of five years. I have lovely friends. I love living here. So like when I step back and look at my life objectively, there's a lot of love Mm. and which is so comforting. So I can sit and be like, I'm really happy.
0: How how do you kind of, I, everyone has their down times as well. Mm. What do you do to make sure you don't kind of get sucked into that and it's kind of, you know, stay in that positive light?
1: Yeah. Um, I I try to step out and look at what I have achieved, which I'm really proud of. I, mm. I, I've d- worked and done amazing jobs where I feel like I've really... Um, flown as an actor whether it's on stage or in front of the camera like that feeling of soaring and being like wow I was in it those really do sustain me those jobs so when there's like months of nothing or you're getting close to stuff and knocked back I think your body of work behind you does make you Mm -hmm. um, feel confident in what you do you have something to offer you have worth in the industry, even though it's telling you that you don't, mm-hmm. um, and also just friends, good friends. <laughs> I mean, we all just we're all, you know, running the same rat race, and I, I just have such a good bunch of mates here in Sydney that it's just like we catch up every week to sort of chill and defragment, and we all realise we're running it together, and it's all right, and we support each other when we're down and up, and and um, I watch a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> when I i'm down <laughs> it helped it helped me survive high school Helped me survive you uni- like it it is my go-to it you know we watched it during the pandemic because it was steven's first time my partner and i was like right buffy's gonna save us again so it that that nostalgic um tri- trips down the road are my yeah go-to thing to cheer me up that.
0: yeah oh, buffy's a good one a nice comfort show oh kind fully of yeah even I though i've seen that in a while what what's where are you watching it
1: Um, It's on On stand. I don't know if product placement there. (laughs) Um, And I've got all the DVDs as well. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's just like it it reminds me of how amazing that show is, even though the creator is in a bit of hot water at the moment. I I look at it in terms of the storylines and the actors that were in it. They just were like making such clear character choices in this show that went for seven seasons. And it covered so many issues. And it's just like... A beautiful time capsule of the '90s and noughties. Mm. and just it just makes me so happy. I really love it. It's like an obsession.
0: That's a good thing to have. have it. My yeah. I was I realized that during COVID as well. Is everyone has that show? For me, it's always has been Sex in the City. Oh yeah, as has its issues, absolutely. <laughs> but just where your mind just kind of knocks, kind of out, and it's you could watch it and you just. You smile while yeah. you're watching it. Well, yeah, take that you back to a
1: time when life was kind of easy. Yeah. Yeah. You just had your yeah. school, so you had your simple. friend worries, but that was about it. Like,
0: and it is that high school time, isn't yeah. it? It's that kind of those high school shows that you just, are like a big blanket that you yeah. wrap into. Yeah, isn't it?
1: so that's that's that'll be my, that's my go-to blanket. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> Try Buffy if you're having a hard day.
0: <laughs> I'm going to give it a go. We're looking for a new <laughs> show to, or an old show to watch. Good. You know? Do that matthew thank you so much thank for coming you in. I appreciate you sharing your story with us and oh my pleasure um, yeah it's been fun thank yeah you. thank you so much awesome. thanks for listening to men in this town the podcast produced by Mitwork and recorded at pocket studio in sydney if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to rate and leave a review wherever you're listening and as always thanks for your support